0: Welcome to the TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place. And this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Okay, so truth be told, I had planned to release this podcast like a week ago. (laughs) And I started realizing that I wasn't going to be able to get it done in time. And when I first started this podcast, I made a commitment to myself that I would always hold it in like a place of freedom, that I wasn't going to allow it to be something that made me feel super stressed out or stressed out at all. I wanted it to be something that I could hold as beautiful and positive and as a gift like to myself and hopefully to anybody like who listened. And so when I was trying to like get all my words together for last week and I realized, okay, I've got weekends coming up, I've... I've bitten off more than I can chew. What do you know? Um, I was like, yeah, you know what? Then that's going to have to wait. And when I I did that, I was like, yeah, at least that's kind of coming back to that place of freedom that it's okay because it's it's okay. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know that there are times when we set out to do something, set out to have a goal or we give ourselves a deadline or a thing or this or that, And then ultimately some of those things have to shift or change and we can just go with the flow and everyone's going to be okay. So that's where this podcast was coming from this week. This sense of I want to feel a certain way about this work and so then that's kind of the stream that I'm staying in with it. And so when it came time to record last week, I was like, well, that's not happening. And instead I was getting ready for weekends and that is like such a beautiful project for me. I always want to make sure that I've like cleared myself out, like emotionally and like spiritually, even like in every capacity, I want to be ready to receive each person who comes. I want the house to be perfect. I want all the work to be ready. Um, it's such a place of like invitation and making room for people to bring in their whole selves and so that was where my work was last week instead, was making space for the women who were coming for weekends. So it was incredible. I'm super thankful for this last weekend. Total shout out to all the ladies that came. Um, it blew me away, and it blows me away each time. I feel so stinking thankful and humbled that this is something that I get to get to do and get to be a part of. Each weekend seems to almost like have its own special, like, greater than the sum of its parts kind of moment where it's like, wow, this feels sacred. This feels, um, I don't know, super special. There's something about the vulnerability of what happens when you know you're going to come and you get to do this work and you might make pe- make friends you're going to have for a while or you might just be able to do this work in your own private space and be able to then like go home and keep building upon it. But either way, there's, I think there's a sense of freedom of getting away from all of your own life. Out of, like, the have-tos and shoulds and all the appointments and things you have to show up for, there is something about actually taking a long time, a, a time, like, a way of rest that is, like, ultimately resetting and recentering in and of itself. And I think that that's, like, I wish people could, like, hear and understand about what weekends is. Um there was someone who came and she goes, "Oh my god, I thought this was going to be like therapy boot camp." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no. It's it's not therapy boot camp and it's nothing to be afraid of. There it's weekends is like um it's like Burke Williams for your soul. <laughs> it's it's at, it's it is restful and restorative. And yes, we we like do hard real work but it doesn't have to feel like hard or like work. And I think that's what I want again, always to restore and redeem about this work and about this process is that we don't have to do it like drudgery. We can do it well and we can do it in freedom and with fun and with all these different ways that I created for weekends. So I'm coming off the high of a great weekend and feeling really thankful um, for that experience. So just in case you are out of the loop on that, you can go to www.elisnipes.com and there's information about weekends there. I am pumped about it and I only have um, five weekends left for 2019, so for next year. So if you're thinking about signing up, get on it, okay? And email me if you have questions. Um, okay, this episode is all about change and I put some change questions out there on instagram and heard back from all y'all and here's what we got i heard people change but not that much what are your thoughts (laughs) um i like this question i've heard that i actually had someone say that to me once and i was like i don't know i don't really feel like old adages hold much water in my world um not i'm just kind of like really like we haven't found a better thought than that um is that an excuse for people to not change I absolutely believe that people can change and change significantly. Um, and I think that I know that because I've experienced that change in my own life and watch it in other people. So I don't really have to like believe in it. I can actually just observe it. So even if you've listened to me for a while now, you've heard like some of the change that's occurred in my own life, going from a place of complete like self-worthlessness and being able now to be able to find value, that feels like a pretty significant change. Um, People can absolutely learn new ways of doing and being and thinking. Change is occurring all the time. So I do think that people change and people can change a whole lot. I think it's up to the person. I don't think change happens by accident. I think that change happens on purpose. I got a lot of questions about partners. Like how do you deal with someone significant in your life who is insecure about your change? So my thoughts on that are you don't have to deal with that someone who is significant in your life, who is insecure about your change. Uh, That's for them to deal with. Okay. Your job is to be committed to yourself and to your change and to not do all the work for your partner if they feel insecure because you are doing something for yourself then they need to deal with their insecurity that i don't know how that sounds in your ears right now but it's we often if we are the activator or we are the person that is doing change in our relationship, we can tend to want to take responsibility for the whole damn thing. Like my work, your work, our work, their work, his work, her work, everyone's work. And what you end up doing is tiring yourself out because you become more focused on their insecurity than on your change. So keep in the flow of your work. You don't need to apologize for it. And you also don't need to bully people with it. Okay, so there's a difference. So if your partner is going through a change of their own because of your change, accept the fact that you're a catalyst in your relationship, don't mess up their process. Just go ahead, stay committed to yours and see what happens. Um, this is a similar question. What to do when your partner needs to make health changes, but you end up doing it all for them? Um, okay, so dear Miss. Codependent. no offense, but I'm going to tell you, there's no such thing as I end up doing it all for them. That is a tone of like, like martyrdom. Um, if your partner needs to make health changes, then your partner needs to make health changes, okay? So I had a special person recently write to me and told me that I gave them a gentle kick in the ass and I about died with laughter because it's true. It's like, I'm not going to give you some pat cheap answer about that. Um, sometimes the... <laughs> the ass kicking feels a little more intense, but it comes from a place of love. You need to hear me when I say, if your partner needs to make a change, let them make the change or you're going to have this problem in a hundred different ways from Sunday. Okay. Do not do it all for anyone. I've got three small children and like, and they have to be able to figure out how to do things on their own. Otherwise I'm going to have three like adult children. Does that make sense? Like I'm going to have people that can't do things for themselves. So enabling and disabling. If they, People need to suffer the consequences of their own decisions. That is difficult for people who want to fix, change, help, support, care, whatever we want to dress it up as. The point is, if we are doing change for other people, we're robbing them of the opportunity to do something for themselves, even if it's uncomfortable, even if they don't do it well. Who cares? They're doing something. So um, back up. Let that person make some changes on their own. You do you. Next question. <laughs> what if I've been through really extreme things? Uh, then you better than anyone know how to weather big things. You'll be able to overcome big things. The, the people that I get to work with who have been through extreme things, I'm like, oh, excellent. You have resilience. Like I'm not concerned about how you're going to change I know that you've got some like huxpa, like some like some cojones you've got some power because you've endured things and when you endure things you develop skills and strategies to endure other things and so if you've been through really extreme things and you're wondering if you can change or can heal or can make a difference hell to the yes okay Apparently, I also am realizing right now, I get a little punchy when I'm answering people's questions. (laughs) So um, where do I start with making change in my life? Where do you start? Um, I think by asking the question, that's kind of what you did even by reaching out was you did something out of the ordinary. When people are curious, they ask good questions, they get answers, and then they take action. So if you're wanting to make change in your life, you want to also think about um, a specific change so a lot of the times like we take like am um, like an artillery or we're like we're going to shoot everything we're going to go ahead and change everything uh, i i believe that lasting change happens in smaller doses like small shifts rather than like giant 180s so we have less of like that rubber band back and forth effect of i just changed to i am shifting my perspective and shifting shifting, shifting. And even though that can feel like a sense of why am I not just doing that big drastic change? Cause you're going to shock your system. Um, and you don't have the foundation in place to make that big change. And so as you shift, you grow with your change and it allows it to stay and become more permanent. So where do you start? Um, you need to stay curious, you need to ask good questions, you need to ask those questions to the right people, and when you get an answer, you need to actually act on it and see it all the way through. Um, your question's a bit murky in regards to what change specifically, so maybe you can get a little more focused on that as well. Like what change are you specifically looking to have? Um, am I weird because I love change? No. <laughs> the asker of this question, I see you. <laughs> no. I also love change. You're bringing me all the change. So maybe we're both weird, but that's okay. Um, I think that people like change in different capacities and not everybody is comfortable with it. And I do not think that that's some litmus test for the type of person you are. Some people love it and thrive in it. Some people can't stand it. Um, I'm going to let you guess which one me and my husband are. Okay, great. <laughs> um, okay, what if I'm strapped for time? This is a this is a real thing, okay? So we uh, I hear this often like I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Okay, well we do all have the same 24 hours in a day. What am I doing with those hours? Like what am I what am I doing with my time? Like there we see productive people or we see people that aren't as productive? Like they don't have any more hours than you do. They're just using them differently. So Part of the reason that I created weekends and started doing remote coaching is, yeah, okay, let's help take away some of those hurdles. If you don't have time to go to therapy every week for a year, just come for one weekend. If you don't have time to leave your work or your children to drive to therapy to go do the thing and then drive all the way back, then sign up for a remote session. Like it's there's so many ways to think bigger and outside the box in regards to change. Do not let time be something that stands in the way of y- of you stepping into what you need to step into. Um, we all got twenty four. Let's do something with it. Can everyone change? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly thought of like of my dad for a second I haven't talked as much about him on here or his process um partially because that's his story um but it's like a pain point for me because I think of everyone and I put him in that category of like will he change um uh, so that's a personal question too can everyone change sure uh will everyone change no Can everyone change? I believe people are capable of change inherently. I have seen people do radical things. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're capable of change. Everyone can, not everyone will. What if my partner is threatened by my change? I kind of answered that one already. Um, That's their problem. That sounds so cold hearted. What do you actually do about it? Because that's not helpful. That it's their problem, okay? What do you actually do about it if your partner is threatened by their change? How about talk to them about it? Like, find out like what's going on. Like, what is it unearthing in them? Um, you, how do you know they're threatened? Is my other question like are you Are you reading the signs that they're threatened, or are they actually threatened? Um, and is it actually threatened? Are they intimidated? Are they um, feeling their own shame? Like, get down to like the bare bones of this. Um, I also want to put it out there that sometimes we mind read. We perceive that people are threatened or we perceive that people don't like something. Actually find out. Hey, honey, how is it for you now that I am blah, blah, blah? What's it like for you? How does it feel to you when I fill in the blank? Ask the questions instead of assuming that you know how your partner feels about what you're doing. Okay, so that's probably something you can actually do. Find out how they're actually feeling. Make room for their feelings about it. Don't take it personally. Allow them to kind of use their voice to come forward to air kind of their experience when we're in a relationship, we are a system. If one person does something, the whole system feels it. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that there's an acclimation or adjustment period and that's okay. So can we just like normalize that? Can we just say, yeah, um, like I'm uncompromisingly going to be doing this thing, um, because I need to, I want to, I'm trying, whatever. And then find out how that like resonates within your partner, and then allow them to like come forward with their experience too. Um, is change possible outside of therapy? Definitely. I, I that probably sounds like counterintuitive for me to say, but uh, without a doubt, change is possible outside of therapy. People change all the time. I think people change. Um, people change within their religions. People change within friendships. People change within. Um, Books, people change all the time with things like that. You don't need therapy to have change. Um, Again, plug for weekends. It's not therapy. It's just time for you to do your thing in one lump experience. Uh, I also think that relationships are what are actually the most like the most restorative. So when I think about change happening, I believe that happens in the context of relationship because we are relational as human beings. The people that have stood by me in my life and held up a clear mirror for me to be able to see truth within myself, that was healing. And sometimes that was a therapist, and sometimes that was a friend. So, yes, for sure, the people need to be able to hold clear mirrors, and you have to be able to know that they're giving you an accurate image of yourself. So, that's the only um, caveat there. This question is funny. Is it harder for older people to change? I'm thinking of my in-laws. <laughs> um, this is I'm not thinking of my in-laws because they've actually made a lot of significant change this year, and I'm proud of them. So is it harder for older people to change? I don't know. I, do people they have more uh, stock in what they've been doing. There's um, habits and there's a habitual nature when it comes to us as creatures that we like to. Go to the same place, drive the same way. I don't think that's always on purpose. I think that's more out of a mind numbing autopilot experience. So, is it harder for them to change? Um, it feels like if their light life is already kind of rote or their life is kind of already like in some form of like cyclical pattern and they've got a lot of years stacked on that, then ch- they might not have as much of a buy in for change. Like, why? I hear oftentimes like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's like, okay, right. It's not <laughs> broken, but I want the newer model. <laughs> so um, for your in-laws, the the thing, I, the rule of thumb I try to come back to is maybe they didn't ask me what I thought about their change. And maybe they didn't ask my opinion on that. So they might not want to change. And that's, okay, as long as that change isn't harming other people. So it can be harder for older people to change, but I don't know. I've got a pretty stubborn two-year-old and she's not old and she's hard to change. (laughs) Okay. Um, What if I try to change and it doesn't work? I feel like that question is a way out of trying. So if you try, something is automatically shifting. Anytime we put effort into a specific concept or task or principle like energy is exchanging i mean it's like on like a biological cellular level if we try to move in a direction like something's going to shift one way or the other you're not gonna fail we don't like fail at growth we don't like fail at change personal change so Erin hansen has this beautiful sweet little poem and she says uh, what if I fall? And, oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And I love that. And I feel like that answers that question well. So another question: I have a lot I need to change. How much is too much change at once? Great question. I kind of answered this again, I'll, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here as well. When we change, do not do a 180, cold turkey, black and white. Drop the thing today. It I, d- I don't know that that's the, not I don't know, I do know that's not this most successful way to create lasting change. The purpose of change is because we need to be able to have something that is different for the long term, not something that is just immediately gratifying that I that just changed now. Ironically, in change theory, we do change one decision at a time or one small thing at a time. So don't tackle it all at once friend. You have your whole life. You don't need to live into that, that being or that goal right now, tonight, in one moment. I believe that like change and healing need to happen in a way that feels like gentle and generous and compassionate and good. If you feel like you are being like intense and militaristic and radical about your change, um, you're like not gonna like yourself. <laughs> you're not gonna, because you're trying to be your own coach. And we don't want coaches like that sometimes, not when we're doing the work of like personal healing and change, okay? I needed a coach when I was in labor, right? I needed someone to be like, Edler, get your head in the game. Like it's time, it's, we gotta do this thing. Okay, great. But when we're talking about healing like primal wounds, I don't need someone to bully me. I need someone to love me well through that. If you need change on a, like a personal, foundational, like systemic level, you do not need to bully yourself to the truth or bully yourself into the good life. That is BS. So if you have a lot you need to change, I'm wondering what measuring stick you're using to evaluate that. Are you hard on yourself? Why do you think you need to have that much change? And why do you think you need to do it all at once? deny society's influence that you need to do it do it all now have it all now hustle till you drop kind of thing like that is a myth um and I'm just gonna like denounce that <laughs> in this moment so um, if you got some work to do join the team sister we all deal and you don't need to do it all tonight how can I sustain my initial strong motivation for change uh, don't burn yourself out. You, that's, that's kind of like uh, like a secondary question to that, to that previous one. If you are like a strong starter, I understand I'm kind of similar where I'm like, I come out like firing and then I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of over this. Um, <laughs> then you need to partner well. So if you initially feel like, yes, I can do this and then waver, be aware of when you're wavering and what thoughts will continue to help keep you fueled. And by partner, I think like I literally used to have a running partner where like I was a really strong starter and then she was a like she was really good at running the middle distances, and then like I kind of picked back up on the tail end. And I'm using that running analogy because I realized that we needed each other to get us through those longer legs of our running. So when I think about my personal change now, there are times where I have wanted t- to, um, certain therapists to be kind and compassionate and make room for me and then there are times where I've needed therapists to be a little more direct and give me like objective ways forward so I needed to have the right partner for the type of growth that I was pursuing so when I think of you looking for like initial change and that you come out swinging don't set impossible goals right away you have to pace yourself well in order to finish well change is not a race We're just all trying to do it. Remember, it's not linear. It's not something that you're going to finish the cross line and be like, did it, (coughs) nailed it, done, (laughs) arrived. No, a change, the change you're pursuing is a way of being. It is, it's you, like you are, are the change. So if you're starting out strong, thank yourself for it and realize that you can only do the work now. Okay. Last one. How can I adjust my mindset so I no longer catastrophize over change? That's a good question. Um, I feel like a lot of my answers, I kind of want to go back to like contemplative lifestyle a little bit and the idea of the thoughts that come up and what we do with them. So in order to change mindset, we need to practice a form of awareness. When a thought comes up into our mind, something apparently it feels like like. I don't like change or this is the worst or whatnot, then we need to develop that counter narrative. So think about like a a tennis match or a ping pong match, right? Where the ball comes over the net and it's like, this sucks. Okay. Fire it back across the net. That's okay. Um, Then it comes back at you. This is the worst. I hate change. Okay, fire it back. Yeah, and sometimes change is good. You have to build a dialogue rather than like just having those endless like ping-pong balls just pepper you from across the from across the net. When we change mindset, it's easy to catastrophize. It's easy to go to worst-case scenario. This is also what anxiety does, and it's also like what a self-defeat like a defeated mindset does is it's there throwing things your direction and then you're just like yeah 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 you're right you're agreeing so what you have is a monologue you have a monologued one-sided script that that change is a catastrophe in order to shift that you have to engage dialogue and the dialogue is building objective truthful statements that you can counter or you can build your defense back up so that you're not just um, on the receiving or build your offense basically so you're not on the defensive side of receiving these bombs so things that you can fire back i am capable of change i can do this change is good or we'll see what happens (laughs) i can accept this change today Or find some evidence of times in your life when change has been good. When this happened, at first it didn't feel good, but then this happened. So sometimes it's helpful for us to like use evidence from our actual life so that we were able to build a dialogue within ourselves that we accept as already true. Okay, other thoughts and things that I want to say about change. I want people to get into the mindset that Change is possible. Change is for everyone. Change doesn't have to feel aggressive or excessive. Shout out to weekends people. Um, When we engage in change, it should be something that we engage in as a long-term subtle shift. And we want to be able to stay again in the mindset that we are capable, whole, grounded. There's no failure it's if if you blow it or whatever language we want to use like okay like then get back onto it and start moving forward again when it comes to change we need to stay in motion and it doesn't matter if we're just like barely crawling along the idea that we can stay in motion is super beneficial the other things when it comes to change is that it really actually reveals our mindset So when we start to, let's say we are pursuing change, Uh, let me think of one. Okay, so for me, like I need to clean out my closet. Okay, right? I'm just going to literally air my dirty laundry here. I need to do it. So what happens is I get all motivated and then I go in there and I start pulling crap out of my closet, like things I don't wear anymore. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) This is not what I want to do. This is the last thing on earth I want to do. And then I will leave it on the ground and walk away from it because it's not fun anymore. And I don't like this change. So, what starts to happen is I start realizing all the feelings that I'm having about this change. I don't like this. I don't want to do it. It's not fun. Um, this is lame. There's so many better things I could do. So, it's, it's, think of it like a blank piece of paper. All of a sudden, I can hear my monologue, I can hear my resistance, I can hear the things that are keeping me stuck because it's literally all coming up in my thoughts. So consider that like an, an R&D mission. Like, oh, what do you know? Now I can see all the ammo that my like stuckness is throwing at me. So this is how I begin to build the counter narrative is I start to say, okay, so yes, Elise, uh, this isn't f- the most fun thing that you can be doing, but it's still good for you. Okay, true. Or usually I'm like, yeah, you've got at least literally you put, already put all the kids to bed. You might as well just do the dang thing so you don't have to do it tomorrow or the next day or the next day. I could start to build a narrative rather than just agreeing with my monologue that cleaning out my closet is lame. Might not have been the most effective example, but it was just the most recent example for me. When we start to take a step towards change. There can be that, like, um, Newton's law of, like, there's a, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. We're going to experience some form of resistance. Be prepared for the resistance. Don't take it as failure. That's why we need the counter-narrative, because it's our ammunition. It's our offensive move to be able to overcome the resistance that takes place when we're trying to do a new thing. So Be prepared. Let's look at the monologue that occurs so that way we can see kind of what's going on within ourselves so that we can see what are the underlying core beliefs. And then we're able to kind of, again, flip the script on that, build a counter narrative, stay in motion, and do the thing. What else do I want to say about change? Um, I, want, I want change to feel, like, also, like, fun. Like, I think when we usually think about change, it feels like, ugh, I have to lose weight. I need to do this. <laughs> People typically tend to take it to diet. And I think it's because we eat, just eat all the time. But I'm like, well, why can't like why can't change to be like a, like a fun thing? Like, oh, I'm going to take a pottery class. Like, that's a fun change. Or I'm going to only wash laundry on Fridays. Like, that's a boundary and a change. Um, I'm going to, and I did this a long time ago, jump in the ocean when I'm at it. Like, that's a fun change. Like, Don't only choose to change the things that feel hard. Choose to change some things that feel fun. I think it might loosen up some of the other like feelings that you have about change. So if you're listening and you're like you were already putting to list of things like you need to change and they're lame or boring or not fun, I'm going to encourage you to pick a fun thing to change this week. Do something whimsical. Do something for the hell of it um choose to engage in change that makes you laugh again do something that makes you feel like god that was awesome that was so awesome i'm so glad that i just did that then what that does is it automatically puts within this that a good flavor in our mouth like a good a good sense of like okay that was rad i like that maybe i like change maybe it builds momentum right so let's get to it guys I hope you have a great week. I hope that you engage in change that revolutionizes the way that you think about it. I hope that you keep asking good questions and I hope that you do something with what you're listening to. That when you hear this, you can take it in and allow something beautiful to come out of it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at elisesnipescollective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.